KBLA Talk 1580. Good morning indeed. I'm so glad that you are here with us as we uh, continue our quest to get to know um, the folks that are running for office, the people that want your vote, the people that are on our ballots. Um, And I think this is an important moment when we get to make these choices and there's nothing better than having a conversation with the person to find out firsthand. If you've missed these conversations, they're all available at kbla1580.com. They're available on YouTube, but if you don't want to sort through all the other interviews and you just want to go straight to candidates, we are your election information station, and it is all up there for you. So our next guest is also running uh, for um, Senate, State Senate, uh, District 35. He's a Camino College trustee, a teacher, an attorney, and a community advocate. Uh, He says he was raised by a single mom, and he's experienced the struggles of working class families in District 35. He says he is of Costa Rican, Italian, and Argentine descent, and he went to Gulf Avenue School in Wilmington and Haldale Avenue School in Harbor Gateway, Uh, and there's a lot more, but I'll let him tell you. Um, Nilo Vega Micheline, welcome. Welcome, Dominique, and thank you for being the only radio station that interviews the state candidates, state senate candidates, and being the only progressive talk radio show in LA. And I have a lot of respect for the great Tavis Smiley. Yes, as do we. Thank you for um, thank you for your kind words. Um, you say the only progressive station. Do you consider yourself a progressive? I certainly do. Uh, I'm the only candidate that has not taken any corporate donations. I consider myself a progressive. Housing costs too much. Healthcare is out of reach for many families. And we have pollution affecting the health of working class families and our kids. What What does that mean to you in terms of, you know, your um, kind of political orientation or your policy um, goals being progressive? What is how does that look? Well, number one, I'm not taking any corporate or developer donations. And I think that's very important because Sacramento is broken because there's too much corporate money, too much developer money in the system. So I think that's the first step to uh, walk the walk. And uh, as, as a result, I'm not going to be influenced by corporate interests, by developer interests, and I can take care of these uh, issues like housing, like healthcare, like pollution. Mm. Well, KBLA, I'm, I'm sure you know, has launched um, this climate justice uh, year where we're really focusing on particularly black communities and the climate emergency, but also everybody because all of us need a planet. Um, what kinds of policies can be implemented or bolstered uh, statewide to um, address the climate emergency? Well, you're right. Pollution affects black families, Latino families, Asian families, and white families, all working class families in the district. And I think we need to hold corporate polluters responsible. We have all these um, emergencies lately. We have a food spill in San Pedro, an oil spill in Wilmington. We've had toxic fumes being released in uh, Carson. So we need these corporate polluters and government polluters to be held accountable. Yeah. Big article uh, in the L.A. Times today about how all that water we just experienced, uh, 90 percent of it is washing away into the ocean. What about that? I mean, water, you know, some say is the new oil. 
That's true. I mean, um, you know, I think Mark Twain said that, uh, you know, people drink whiskey and fight over water, and um, that's what's going on right now. So we have to make, you know, it's a precious commodity. We've got to make sure that um, it's not uh, out of reach, and we have to make sure that we don't have these sewage spills and toxic spills. Your website says that you are looking to implement long-term solutions to the housing crisis and houselessness. That is something I think we all agree on. I believe every candidate I've talked to says that, but how do we make it a reality and not just a platitude? Well, number one, we've got to end gentrification. We have all these developers coming in and building these luxury townhomes in our communities. So we have to limit that. We have to create a housing trust, which is going to build more affordable housing. We have to provide down payment assistance for first-time uh, home buyers, so it's not out of reach. And we have to fund a silent second mortgage. And this is going to reduce uh, mortgage payments because you won't have to pay this um, uh, second mortgage until you sell your house. So you're not going to be saddled by this very high mortgage rent. Mm. And, yes, we do have to provide uh, mental health home, uh, mental health services and drug rehab services. But we also need to audit homeless bonds and programs because, you know, for example, Proposition HHH is $1.2 million. Some units are going to be uh, costing uh, $837,000. So we can do better. Our working class families are paying a lot of taxes for that, and we need to make sure that these funds are being used efficiently. So you would audit the, um, you would audit the programs and the, um, and the bonds, and how would you do that? Well, that's already been done, and the controller's already doing it. I think it's a continuous uh, process. Uh, you know, they've, they've already discovered that, you know, they, they, we uh, voted for Proposition HHH. It was supposed to provide 10,000, you know, uh, units. It's only provided uh, 1,200. So we can do better. We've got to keep on monitoring it. We've got to keep on auditing it uh, to, to get the most return on our um, on our funding, because we are spending a lot of money on this. Uh, we need to spend more, but it needs to be spent efficiently. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm aware of those analysis that come out intermittently about, you know, as, as you referenced, $500,000 a unit and the inefficiencies. Uh, I thought you were talking about some kind of new accountability uh, measure because the it's, you know, a lot of it is, is based on regulations and various um, bureaucratic obstacles that m- end up making these projects cost so much, right? Exactly. That's, a, that's part of the process. We have to eliminate the bureaucratic red tape. Mm. And uh, how do you feel about reparations? I mean, that, again, this is the seat that is currently occupied by Senator Steve Bradford. He's been a leader um, in both police reform and uh, the area of reparations. I actually would love for you to touch on both of those. Yeah, I'm a high school history teacher, so uh, I fully support reparations. I commend uh, Senator Bradford's efforts. I'll continue that. I think we need, you know, the cash payments. And uh, as far as criminal uh, justice reform, I think we do need some uh, police reform. Uh, but at the same time, we need to, you know, we need to uh, look at this as a, as a complex issue and uh, maybe have um, change some of the punishments. Um, if you're uh, if you're a first-time offender, then um, you know 
Yes, uh, it should it should be a less punishment, but repeat offenders we need to increase the punishment for that. So you so you'd be for in, increasing like uh, mandatory minimum sentences or just the um, discretion of the judge to go with a longer sentence for people who are repeat offenders. I mean, <laughs> this is California; we still have the yeah, three strikes uh, law. So, judge, uh, as far as the, <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, for for repeat offenders, I, I think the judges need that um, that discretion because you know we, what what we see going on with. Uh, uh, the thefts going on in society and so forth. So does what does that look like in terms of, you know, um, in terms of mass incarceration? You know what I mean? Like here in L.A. County, we're struggling to close the men's central jail and, and voters have repeatedly asked for um, restorative justice and a care first model. At the same time, you know, you have some of the same folks saying, uh, as we saw in our KBLA Talk 1580s survey on public safety, that um, they want more law enforcement. So what does that look like? I mean, you, you are saying, well, judges should have discretion to give longer sentences. We already have the three strikes. We already have one of the biggest prison populations um, in the nation. Um, how do those two goals align? Well, I think that KBLA survey is a great report, and it, and it tells you that you know voters are looking; they're not looking for one size fits all. They're looking for solutions for this complex uh, situation. So, um, I think we need more community policing. I do think we need some discretion as far as uh, repeat offenders. But, you know, we also need, uh, you know, as an El Camino trustee, we have a, uh, a program to help students uh, coming in uh, that were formerly uh, incarcerated. We help them with uh, programs. We help them with support and funding. So that's all part of the solution. And that KBLA survey uh, says that most, um, most voters, uh, you know, do feel um, that there's more crime. So, you know, we, we, need, we need to um, address that. Okay, we're talking with uh, Nilo Michelin. He is seeking your vote for California State Senate District 35, and we'll continue the conversation about why that would be a good choice for you when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominic DePrima when we come forward. The conversation continues right now now, with Dominique DePrima on First Things First. It does, and we are talking Senate District uh, 35. Uh, Nilo Michelin is a community college. He's on the Community College Board of Trustees, and he would like your vote for Senate District 35. Um, Depending on who you ask, uh, Los Angeles uh, County, Los Angeles, uh, Southern California area is either a hotbed of... uh, division between black and brown or it is a land of opportunity and coalition um and certainly it's been in the spotlight since the explosive secret recording of nuri martinez in uh, ron herrera kevin de leon and gilcerio um what how do you how do you process that division or opportunity where do you fall on that spectrum what can you say to black voters who are concerned that perhaps a latino representative would not thoroughly um back up our interests 
Well, thank you, Dominique. I, I say, look at my experience. I have ex- experience in building coalitions as a school board member in Hawthorne, which is a very diverse community, as a city council member in Hawthorne, as El Camino College trustee. Uh, the El Camino district includes Hawthorne, Inglewood, goes um, mm-hmm. all the way to um, the South Bay. And we also helped um, uh, the Compton uh, Community College turn around. So I have an experience in building coalition. It is a land of opportunity. This is not a black, Latino, white, or Asian district. I think it's a working class district with uh, similar similar values, similar concerns. The KBLA survey uh, of, of black voter uh, concerns are the concerns of all working class families in the district. So I think we need to look at the candidate that has a history of building coalitions. Okay. Um, I think, you know, when you say, when you say you have a history of it, can you share like an example? As a school board member, we created the Hawthorne Math and Science Academy. I'm very proud of that. As a, um, on El Camino College, uh, uh, as a, on the El Camino College board, we've opened up the Black Student Success Center. We have the MESA program, which helps, uh, you know, underrepresented students get into STEM programs. So, um, I have I have experience in in building coalitions, and I totally uh, reject Kevin DeLeon and that whole. That's not a zero sum game. We all have the same uh, values. Yeah, um, it doesn't have to be, does it? Okay, so I, I want to. What is what is your what would you say is your number one priority when you you know because we know that housing and public safety and education and uh, healthcare are all priorities for most of us who live in this state, what is the priority for you? I think my number one priority in order to address all those important issues that you talked about is keep corporate donations out of elections. I've taken no corporate donations, no developer donations. We need to keep that because we need to keep that money out of there because that's causing a lot of the problems that we see. And um, so second would be uh, to hold corporate polluters responsible um, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to be fighting for the working class families and not for the corporations and developers. It's interesting. Your website, you, um, you, you know, a lot of people talk about money from police unions, and they talk about money from big oil. Those are the pledges that I most commonly see folks signing. Um, but you also, in all caps, bolded out, no tech money. Why is that so important? Uh, that's that's goes with uh, all corporation money. That was a, a group that approached me that was very concerned about uh, tech money, um, you know, overruling everything and um, warping decisions. And I agreed with it and I signed on with it. And it's part of my pledge to not take corporate money and not take developer money, and not take big tech money, uh, because I think they're warping, they're affecting the uh, democratic system and decisions that are being made. How do you believe, if it will, that your background as a high school teacher will influence your work as a lawmaker should you be elected? I deal with these students every day. I deal with the students in the district every day. Um, I'm I'm teaching in Southgate. A lot of my students are from Watts, from Southgate, from uh, South Central. So I know what they're going through. Uh, during COVID, some of my students couldn't go to school because they were working in their family business. A lot of my students were uh, affected by COVID and, and deaths in the family. 
Uh, these working class families took the brunt of, of the COVID epidemic. So I know what they're going through day by day, and that's going to affect my my policy, my decisions, um, not donations from corporations and uh, developers. You know, there was a report actually published in the LA Times a few days ago about how young people have not bounced back in California from with their um, academic loss. And I would argue as a mama that also the mental health piece, the social emotional piece is far from healed. What needs to be done uh, on a policy level or a budget level to address that loss and get us on the road to recovery? You're right, Dominique. I see it every day. You see it every day. We need to address it head on. There are mental issues. There are equity funding issues. Um, uh, we, we need to have uh, programs to help them out because there is a real mental um, crisis going on. So it, it, we, we need to uh, have a mental health program. We need to have a program to address it. Okay. Um, you know, I... I, I try to get everything in before we run out of time. You talked a little bit about the, your idea of a balance uh, between a, a stricter enforcement and um, and stricter enforcement, but also you know police reform. Um, what what does that reform part look like? We spoke on longer sentences, but what you said more community policing. What else? I mean. What, is it training? Is it moving? Like, for example, do you support cops out of stops? Do you support um, removing um, homeless and mental health responses from uh, law enforcement hands? Uh, yes, definitely. We don't need uh, police officers out there doing, you know, um, mental health checks and mental services. Uh, leave that for the professionals. Training, definitely. We need to overhaul that for more uh, community policing uh, situation. And we, we also need to hold, uh, you know, bad police officers accountable. I, I support uh, Steve Bradford's, uh, Senator Bradford's efforts in that area. But at the same time, the KBLA um, survey said that, you know, uh, black voters and you know, working class voters are concerned about the punishment. And I'm not saying get rid of three strikes, but I'm saying that if you're a repeat offender, um, you know, there should be an adequate punishment for that. And a lot of working class families feel that way. You said you're not saying get rid of st three strikes. So you, you would support the continuation of that policy? No, no. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm saying um, I would continue the, the, the effort to, um, you know, reduce the effects of three strikes. If, if your third strike is doing a pizza or something like that. That's Got it. Okay. Um, well, uh, give us your elevator pitch. One minute about why we should vote for uh, Nilo Michelin for Senate. I was raised by a single mom from Costa Rica. I know the effects of, of working class families. I have not taken any... Um, donations from corporations, from developers. I'm going to fight for you and not the corporations, not the developers. Okay, that was uh, succinct. Tell us how to find all your, try to do this before the top of the hour. Try to, try to f give us all the places we can find you and, and follow your work. Sure. My name is Nilo, N as in North, I-L-O, Michelin, like the tires. You can look at me up 
uh, nilomichelin.com, N-I-L-O-M-I-C-H-E-L-I-N.com, uh, Nilo Michelin at Facebook. My um, email is nilomichelin at gmail.com. Michelin, like the tires, the election is March the 5th. Thank you for providing this very important service, Dominique. Yeah, well, thank you for uh, joining us. you got a minute left. What do you want to leave us with this morning? I want to leave with what I was talking about. It's very important. Who's taking corporate money? Who's taking developer money? Go look at Cal Access. Go look at all the 460s, the financial forms. It's all available for the public. And, and you'll see that I am your candidate. I'm going to be fighting for you and not the corporations, not the developers. Michelin, like the last, like the tires, the election is on March the 5th. Okay, 30 seconds. You want to throw in, sprinkle a couple of endorsements on top? My endorsements, I'm, I'm proud to be endorsed by the El Camino uh, Board of Trustees, uh, uh, Trustee Murakawa, Trustee Roberts. I'm proud to be endorsed by different um, uh, Lawndale City Council Shirley Cuevas, um, I'm proud to be endorsed by different people in the community, but most, mostly I'll be endorsed by people in the community, everyday people in the community. Excellent. Nilo, Micheline, thank you for joining us this morning. I appreciate you checking in. Thank you. Thank you for the service you provided to the public. You're the only one that does it. So thank you very much, Dominic. Appreciate you. News, traffic, and sports right now on KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk 1580.